Chart Chat is a member of the Tej.fm network from WTJU Radio. Find out more at Tej.fm. That's T-E-E-J.fm. Hello, everybody. It's Monday, April 23rd, 2018. I'm Tanner Green. And I'm Caitlin Flay. And you're listening to Chart Chat, your weekly guide to the past week of pop singles hitting the U.S. and U.K. charts. Caitlin, how's life? So great. I just spent uh, the weekend in New Jersey with my family. Nothing better. I know. Both family and New Jersey. Mm. Mm. Wow, so much sarcasm. <laughs> I mean, I've only been there once, but, you know. It was fantastic. I had a great good. time. Good, yeah. good, good, How are you? I'm all right. Trucking along, you know. Enjoying the weather before it gets super hot because mm. I'm incapable of talking about anything other than weather. <laughs> That's so true. I love it. Other <laughs> things I'm incapable of not talking about. A little double negative there are the U.S. chart entries for this week. <laughs> and we've got a whole lot. Uh, Cardi B's Invasion of Privacy came out and basically the entire album or maybe the entire album's on the Hot 100. So uh, once we get to those Cardi B songs, we're going to try to spice it up a little bit and do a lightning uh, yes or no yes. answer to those songs when we get there. But... First, we have debuting at number 100, Halsey, featuring Big Sean and Stefflon Don with their song Alone. Debuting at number 92, there's Chun-Li by Nicki Minaj. Debuting at number 85, there's Kenny Chesney with his song Get Along. Nicki Minaj also debuts at number 83 with her song Barbie Tings. Debuting at number 65, there's ASAP Rocky featuring Moby with their song ASAP Forever. Debuting at number 62, there's One Kiss by Calvin Harris and Dua Lipa. Debuting at number 59, there's Young Boy Never Broke Again with his song Diamond Teeth Samurai. And now we are into the Cardi block. So, dun, dun, dun. Cardi B, number 58, Moneybag. Yes. Yes. Cardi B and YG, 57, She Bad. No. Absolutely. <laughs> I love that song. Number 50, Cardi B, Through Your Phone. Yes. Yes. One of Caitlin's faves. Mm-hmm. Number 43, Bickenhead, Carly, Cardi B. Maybe. Yes. Light yes. <laughs> Number 39, Best Life, Cardi B with Chance the Rapper. Mm, no. no. Number 38, Cardi B, Get Up 10. Yes. Definitely. Opener goes in hard. Mm. Number 28, Cardi B featuring Kalani, Ring. Meh. Yeah. I'll, I'll, light yes. Uh, number 23, Cardi B featuring SZA, I Do. Yes. Yes, definitely. Good good way to close the album yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 21, Cardi B featuring Migos, Drip. Yes. Yes. Especially Takeoff's verse, which I had to... Uh, Show you because you didn't listen to the track. Yeah. All the way Takeoff's verse is incredible. <laughs> it's amazing. Number eight, Cardi B, Bad Bunny, J Balvin. I like it. Yes. Yes. Okay. Lightning round over because the last one, debuting at number one, your good friend Drake with Nice For What. Caitlin, stop me before I start uh, raving about yes. Nice For What. Go Let for me it. interject with these UK debuts. Uh, some of them will be familiar and others uh, will be not so familiar. At number 99, we have Alice Merton with No Roots. At number 83, we have ASAP Rocky featuring Moby with ASAP Forever. At number 78, we have Kylie Minogue making an appearance with her Stop Me From Falling. At number 59, we have Paloma Faith with her song Make Your Own Kind of Music. At number 55, we have EO with German. At number 41, we have Cardi B featuring Migos with Drip. At number 40, we have Cardi B Bad Bunny and J Balvin with I Like It. At number 37, we have Nines with his song I See You Shining. 
At number 14, we have the UK The Voice winner for 2018, Rudy, with her cover of The Cranberries' Dreams. At number three, we have Calvin Harris and Dua Lipa with One Kiss. And number one, Drake. Nice for one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, So I'm Tanner. definitely going to talk about that one. But first, I want to talk about, get us a little warm up, with One Kiss, um, a.k.a. the number one song in the UK right now for two weeks running or something mm-hmm. like that now. I realize it's slightly awkward with it debuting at number three, but with the recording schedule we have, especially because we're recording late on the Sunday, it's a little weird the way it falls. But mm-hmm. we've talked about Harris before, uh, faking it, or is that what it is? Yep. Faking it, yeah. Yep. Funk wave bounces. Volume one. Mm-hmm. Presumably there will be a volume two. two, but until then <laughs> we have this track. Uh, we haven't really talked about Dua Lipa before, so brief background on her. She's an English musician, started uplo- uploading song covers to YouTube and her teens signed to Warner Music Group in 2015 and that year she released her first single which is called Be The One hit number nine in the UK uh, but it took a couple more years for her to break in the US with the song that most listeners to this podcast are probably familiar with which is of course New Rules mm-hmm. that song hit number one in the UK peaked at number six and went double platinum here in the US the music video on YouTube currently has over 1.1 billion views which I don't understand Man, I th- neither of us really get that song I'm just like sitting over here and I'm remembering Marina and the Diamonds. I don't know if you've heard of her. One mm-hmm. song and I don't even remember. Yeah, she has a song. song that's basically like New Rules. Okay. That like ma- has a list of things about sure. boys. Sure. And then a way better chorus in this song. So or like any chorus at all. I'll put that sure. in our playlist. Like yeah. listen to this Marina and the Diamonds song. Yeah. She's also an English singer. Yeah. Sorry for the tangent. No, that's okay. <laughs> um, we'll be working through our ambivalence about Lipa later. But uh, this track, uh, One Kiss, this is Lipa's first new music since her debut album that came out last year, self-titled. Um, it's unclear whether or not this will wind up on her forthcoming second album. Uh, early in March, she announced that she was working on it. Um, on this track, she's not a featured artist. She gets equal billing with Calvin Harris, so I don't know if that makes it more likely that it'll show up, um, but we'll see. But until then, we will take a listen. Once again, this is Calvin Harris and Dua Lipa with their song, One Kiss. I just want to feel your skin on mine Feel your eyes do the exploring Passion in the message when you smile Take my time right it's another house track Mm. we get these that crop up uh, from time to time usually in the uk but it's exciting to see it in the u.s as well Mm. um like a lot of the house tracks uh, that come our way very clear throwback to the 90s in terms of timbre beat programming you have the little breakbeat like sort Mm. of peppered in there uh but at the same time lipa's voice and the uh chorus or closest thing to a chorus the vocal manipulations that are going on still keep keep things current you know uh Lipa has that, uh, for lack of a better term, the 
the indie voice or the post lord voice or whatever sort of uh you know her halsey bb rexa like her voice is very much in that vein of things so yeah. it doesn't sound like it's a complete 90s throwback yeah she has such a lower like compared to those two that you mentioned though like true this deep very like, true ability to i don't know it's very resonant and yeah. tanner brought up the point earlier that it was a little like Maybe it could sound a little flat or there might be some pitch correction in there mm. as there are for many pop songs. Sure. But I'm actually interested to know if she smoked before. Yeah. Like just because. Or if she still does. Yeah. Or if she still does. Yeah. And if anybody has seen her live, I know she was here a few weeks or months ago. Like D.C.? Um, in d- the D.C. area, okay. Baltimore area. And uh, I would like to see how she performs live just to see if it's gravelly and they're kind of glazing over her voice with effects sure. so it makes it a little bit more uh, smooth around yeah. the edges. But that would be my only difference between maybe BB Rexa and uh, the the post-Lord crew. <laughs> I, I, I need to think of a better term besides post-Lord, but that's all I can think of really. Mm. that That's just what comes to mind. And I feel bad because... I find Lipa's voice and her singing in general on all of the songs I've heard like really forgettable. Mm. Um, I don't know if it's because she's in that vein of singing and that's not always my thing, although I did actually really like the Halsey track from this week. Um, I I feel like her singing is less of an issue on this track than it was on New Rules or um, IDGAF. Yeah. Which which was released as a single earlier this year with the music video and everything. Also did really well. I remember only the parts of the songs that are like leading into the, or like the very ends of choruses or pre-choruses. Sure. And I don't even remember that. Like I was telling you, like I've had to go back to new rules multiple times just to be like, what does this even sound like? I don't remember. It's literally the the titles of the tracks is all I remember. Sure. (laughs) And I I think that's less of an issue here because this is like more of a straight up dance track. Mm-hmm. That's like true. like it, it's structured in a way like I mentioned earlier the closest thing it has to of course it's structured in a way to where it's uh, if you have some sort of tension between like straight up pop song and like dance floor track that's mm-hmm. conducive to mixing this feels like it pulls a little more towards the latter mm-hmm. and so I think the fact that uh, for some listeners like us Lipa is not much of a vocal presence uh, that's less of an issue maybe she's shifting markets or shifting like the kinds of music she's going into because of these reasons this is interesting I'd, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just weird. Like, like it's one of those artists where, like, I, I can't put my finger on why. It's just not doing anything for me. Like, I've also been talking with you about Kali Uchis and trying to understand. We talked about her song, After the Storm, mm-hmm. a number of weeks or months ago. And it, it's another one of those instances where I just can't put my finger on why the singing is just not doing anything for me. Mm-hmm. But anything else on that song? No, because I can't stop you from getting at the next song you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. Hype train. We're getting on. We're getting on the hype train. I'm the conductor. <laughs> um, Watch out. I have not been this hyped about a song that we have covered on this podcast since BTS's mic drop. The hype might even exceed that. You probably heard of Drake, so I'm not going to introduce who that is. He also had the previous number one in song in the country, as you all probably knew. God's Plan. Spent 11 weeks there. And then... You know, only Drake can do this apparently, just waltzes in and replaces himself at number one with this song, Nice For What. This is his fifth number one hit and his 25th top 10 hit in the US. Yeah, Caitlin's making a face. Jeez. Drake is, one of our one of our colleagues, Rami, in one of our group chats was like, wait, do people still listen to Drake? I'm like, I'm like Rami, 
I, my yes. response to it was, <laughs> what is the people's fascination with Drake? Why? He Why? has transcended Enlighten market me. categories. Listeners, oh, please. Enlighten us. And uh, I will attempt, at least in the case of this song, to enlighten Caitlin by playing a clip of Nice for What. Work at 8 a.m. Finish round five. All down, you don't see them outside. Yes, they don't really be the same offline. You know dog days. You know hard times. Doing overtime for the last month. Saturday, call the girls, get them gassed up. Gotta hit the club, gotta make that jump. Gotta hit the club like you hit them, hit them, hit them angles. With your phone out, stopping like you fable. And you're showing off, but it's alright. And you're showing off, but it's alright. there's so much to talk about and i'm so excited to take you on this journey with me so Mm -hmm. on one hand uh focusing on the production of the song i love these drum timbres very tight very punchy but not overly aggressive this seems like a perfect song for feeling good in the club yeah as i hear people do uh this makes me think about wanting to go to a club but since i can't stand clubs (laughs) I don't. I'll go for you. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Report back for me. Um, there's there's a nice touch. Uh, the bass, the entrance of the bass, those really low notes that sort of support the rest of the song. The entrance of that is delayed. Mm. So you have a portion of the verse that doesn't have that. And so that makes the entrance of the bass when it does come more effective. Um, I know you disagree on this, but I think that Drake's rapping is perfect for this track yeah. because it's so light and bubbly. Maybe like he's smiling occasionally or otherwise is projecting some sort of like, hey, like he's like your friend I that you hang out with on the summer totally vacation didn't get that we that. don't have anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally got the opposite of that. I listened to it and was like the contrast between Drake and his like not sad boy rapping, but he comes from this like I'm thinking more life and like even pre that of like kind of one dimensional like tone that I that I can recall like the things that stand out to me are very much like he raps on this song the way he raps on this song and I just don't get the upbeat backing track it confused me when I listened to it like why is Drake making a bounce track why he his voice isn't suited for it and I wish he could have some kind of like I didn't hear the smiles like I need to listen to this song with you again and point out because like Kyle is one of my favorite rappers and then he's the king of that. And we talked about I Spy near the beginning of this podcast. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So those are just a couple of the things that I thought. And it's funny because people hear it so differently. And I love this about pop music or when this happens in pop music, because that's where conversations start. And it's. And maybe even podcasts. And maybe podcasts. But wow. we're going to do a deep dive on some of these samples here. Uh, so the refrain, or not not even the refrain, but that uh, continual vocal presence 
that loops through the song. Careful me, careful exactly. Me. Uh, it's a really good pitched up sample of the Lauren Hill song X Factor. Play a little bit of that. And if this song sounds familiar to anyone, it should also be mentioned that this song influenced Cardi B's Be Careful that we talked about last week. Yes. She kind of half sings the melody a little bit there uh, before the verses. But we're going to keep this train going because you mentioned Bounce earlier, which means that we get to talk about my initial reaction when I heard the song. And I was like, wait, what? Drake made a bounce track? For listeners that don't know what bounce is, we're going to have a mini history lesson here. My favorite type of lesson <laughs> i guess for lack of a better term we'll say that yeah tracking samples and lineages and whatnot uh i don't know as much about bounce as one of our colleagues uh sam coulter in the program here mm. he's better versed in this than i am but i'm gonna do my best uh this is a style of hip-hop that is largely centered in new orleans dates back a number of decades but within this uh current decade since 2009 2010 has started to achieve a wider degree of popularity particularly in the mc big frida you heard her voice in the break sort of where the beat drops out and it's the sort of break in the song Mm. in nice for what you also might recognize her voice from beyonce's formation she's in the beginning of that song i'm gonna play a clip of big frida before talking about what bounce sounds like because that makes more sense awesome awesome it's especially awesome because this is my favorite track of hers this is excuse from 2011 uh and as best you can try to keep nice for what in your head as well particularly the second half of the clip and see what similarities you can think of a lot how are you feeling <laughs> i was like what bug-eyed halfway through that <laughs> like whoa <sighs> oh, i could rant about how much i love that song in general but the salient points as you can tell bounce is highly repetitive uh you've got these vocal samples that just play over and 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 over exactly um you overlap them sometimes sort of to this point of almost potentially an overwhelming degree or if not an overwhelming degree, just the sort of like, at least for me, like I listen to it and I get in that sort of like trance-like mm. state that almost makes me want to dance, almost, I say. Oh. Um, now, the particularly salient point here 
if you remember in both of these tracks in excuse by big frida and in drake's nice for what both of them have that uh, for lack of a better term kind of shuddering sample sounds like a drum machine that's shuddering the pa 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 it's a one measure sample and it's basically the backbone of bounce the entire genre hmm. crops up in all sorts of tracks where is it from you might ask yes where is it from well, I'm glad you asked. It's from a 1986 hip-hop track by a hip-hop duo from Queens, New York, called The Showboys, with their song Drag Rap. It's just one measure. Hard to miss. Yeah. Uh, again, shows up in bounce all over the place and is a perfect example of how music that is over 30 years old, that is older than both you and I, huh. can show up in the top of the charts. And I will I will cut it there because it's all amazing. Yeah, we're going to go to something completely different. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, an intro to Kylie Minogue. So we're going to start on the UK side with her track, Stop Me From Falling. If you haven't heard of Kylie Minogue, dear younger listeners, uh, she is probably, I think, the highest selling Australian artist of all time. Would you say that's fair to say? I can't think of anyone who would take that title otherwise, yeah. Iggy? No, definitely not. Kylie Minogue. Her career started in 1988, so she is 49 years old. She has six number ones on the UK side, and that, I think, or the one that you probably would remember or have heard is Can't Get You Out of My Head. That spent 65 weeks total in the charts. That's incredible, and that's her personal best. Let's listen to a clip of it. have a very embarrassing confession to make today and that is I thought this song was by Gwen Stefani for my entire childhood I, I don't <laughs> think that's that unusual though like that's that's a that's a resemblance that seems pretty apparent really I feel like okay yeah. that makes me feel a little better but I mean also like I don't know about you but like Kylie Minogue's profile in the U.S. is much less than it is in the U.K. she didn't really break here as big as she did in the U.S. or in the U.K. and so she also just wasn't on my radar growing up. Yeah. So like I definitely heard that song. On the radio. Did you it, hear it on the radio? Totally. Yeah. yeah. And that that was like one of the few songs. Like yeah. that peaked at number seven here. Um but she's only got two top ten hits here over the course of her career. And so mm-hmm. there isn't that name recognition. And so if you hear that on the radio and then suddenly you hear Don't Speak or something like that. Yeah. Gwen Stefani's not that far off, I don't think. Yeah. She was also awarded the title of OBE, which is a huge award in England. It's by order of the British Empire. Was oh, it the like, knighthood? The knighthood. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So like that's how big she is yeah. or was maybe still is. I don't know. Yeah. What we have today is a kind of reinvention of her sound. She's going into the 21st century, 49 years old, midlife crisis sound. Let's play Stop Me From Falling. Risk from lying on your shoulder when I was 15. 
Kylie Minogue from 1988, everyone. Let's begin with the vocals. So in Stop Me From Falling, they're way higher in the mix, and they also sound hotter, and that, to us in studio speak, means generally just louder and higher and kind of defeating anything else and peaking, right? So if you hear someone and they scream in your ear, like, your brain goes like, whoa, and That also happens on computers when people yell into microphones. Can't handle it. They're somehow a little bit less Britney Spears sounding. I have not that much to say about her vocals, Tanner. Do you have anything that came to mind? Not a thing. It's forgettable in your book, yeah. Very. (laughs) I'm also struck by how young her vocals sound. She doesn't sound like a 49-year-old in this. And I I wonder how she sounds just speaking. It makes me wonder. Yeah. Going to the instrumentals, they kind of lay in this sweet crossover spot in the Venn diagram of pop and country music. There are a very limited amount of sounds allowed on country music radio today, and this song happens to tick some of the boxes, kind of swelling strings that are very, very low in the mix. You kind of have to actively listen for them. String section, a jangly guitar, and that's also kind of midway. You don't really hear it that much because their vocals are really up front here. As well as this guitar kind of riff in the chorus that goes... And it's a little bit twangy, which is fascinating because we don't really hear it too much in just pure pop, which was basically where Kylie Minogue's career started. Yeah, the closest analog I can think of is, is back a ways back in like 2000 or something like that. The Madonna song, Don't Tell Me, mm. which is also her going kind of country and the video has her like in boots walking down a dusty road or something like that. But yeah. Yeah, this is, I'm kind of happy though too that Kylie Minogue did this before BB Rexa did it and came out with a solo kind of crossover country pop because I can see BB Rexa going in this direction after the Florida Georgia Line collaboration of like, let me release a one-off or a couple songs or maybe, you know, have these as my throwaway songs on my next album or whatever. And I'm happy that I could hear what it sounded like with Kylie Minogue. We were on a journey together. It's very inspirational sounding. I thought of Degrassi or like Zoe 101 that this would be a perfect intro song for. Tanner's nodding his head. We can never see your affirmations because this is a podcast, sir. I know. (laughs) I just don't have anything other to say than yes, that is a good point. So yes, that is a good point. Yeah, thank you. It is extremely basic when it comes to the pre-chorus. And it's such a stark shift of kind of clapping rhythms and exiting this almost kind of 
like a lazy river melody she does in the verses and then all of a sudden it's boom in your face and there are these ridiculous 808s that come in and they hit it every quarter note done 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 and then a couple bars later we get the eighth note dun, 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 dun. and it's just like until we get to 16th notes dun, 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 and then it just it's, it's the dance explodes, music thing yeah which is so not or shouldn't be in my mind and music is has no parameters woo but like in my mind it's like a certain way that i hear this build up to a drop and this isn't where it goes it goes into kylie minogue's falsetto and it's almost maroon fivey like this Mm. and it's really not any lyrics she's just singing you and those two like um vowels over and over and over again yeah it it, to me, it feels like the sort of uh, after effects of Avicii's success in the early 2010s with mm-hmm. that sort of uh, country EDM crossover. Uh, rest in peace, Avicii recently died yeah. tragically at a very young age. Um, but, you know, something like Wake Me Up or Hey Brother mm-hmm. doing a similar sort of thing and bridging those two very uh, disparate stylistic worlds. Yeah. And as much as. I can appreciate like trying to go for crossover audiences and trying to get people interested in your music as like a resurgence. I'm not sure if this does it for me. Yeah. And the last thing that I want to point out is the bridge of this song, which is hilarious as a person who has mixed a lot of music and has cut a lot of audio. There is a like quarter of a second bridge in this song where there's just a vocal cut of her going, ooh, and then it goes right back into the song. It's at 2.24 if just anybody wants to look cleanser. at it. Oh my gosh, it made me laugh so much. And for that reason, I, I'm going back into Kylie Minogue. I might do a deep dive of some of her records uh, over this next week yeah. just while I'm doing my studying, my presentation information gathering. And... I'd like to offer Tanner any closing thoughts on Kylie Minogue. I have none. Man, you're an easy audience today, Tanner. At least for that song. I like it. Ha ha ha. Segway into my next song, which is called I Like It, Cardi B. At first, I kind of felt bad that we were going to have a back-to-back Cardi week. And then I figured, you know what? Cardi wouldn't mind, right? And 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 it speaks to how massive she is at the moment, having just released her album and it being so popular. Absolutely. And she, I, I mean, I maybe did a bad thing of introducing the drama before introducing Cardi herself last week because I was so excited to do it. So I thought, let's take a different approach. She was born in the Bronx. She had Trinidadian and Dominican parents. And her background may have influenced the sound of this particular track from her album, Invasion of Privacy. Let's take a listen. Diamonds, I like stunning, I like shining, I like million dollar deals. Where's my pen? Bitch, I'm signing. I like those Balenciagas, the ones that look like socks. I like going to the jeweler, I put rocks all in my watch. I like sexes from my exes when they want a second chance. I like proving wrong, I do what they say I can't. They call me party, party, banging body, spicy mommy, hot tamale, hotter than a saw, Molly, bird, go, fuck, worry. Hop up the stool, jump in the coop. 
on top of the roof Flexing them b****s as hard as I can Eating halal, driving a lamb So that bitch, I'm sorry though Got my coins like Mario Yeah, they call me Cardi B I run this shit like Cardi Diamond district in the chain One of the reasons why I love this song so much is because it's the 2018 version of Sound of Music's My Favorite Things. You know, the song that goes raindrops on roses and whiskey. Cardi B's like, I like Rory's, I like this, I like this. It's It made me laugh and I thought I'd share it. Tanner's judging me, everyone. Only because I can't stand the Sound of Music. Tan- oh, and on the other hand, I very much like this song. <laughs> but go on. Yes, he'll let me continue. getting it together Uh, over here on a sunday afternoon let's talk about the sample that you all have probably heard or thought you've heard before and that's tito nieves i like it like that i like it like that yeah baby oh my gosh this is fantastic i can't describe how well Cardi's voice pairs with this sample. And Tanner, do you have any thoughts about that to open with before I kind of do the deep dive? It reminds me of a song by the rapper Cupcake, which I will postpone talking about until later because I might see if I can weasel a sample of that in here. Oh, okay. But that's for later. Then I shall continue. We also have a J Balvin Bad Bunny feature that happens yes. in the latter half of the song. It's good. I get a little bored towards the end. Balvin's. Balvin's, uh, yeah, in particular. And then also the music just drops out. Like everything just gets uh, progressively taken away. Take, we, we take things out until we're left with basically voices, a little bit of piano, a little beat so we don't throw everything off. And then it all comes back in. Everyone comes back in. So it's better than some features on this album. But, you know, it begs the question, where does she go from here? She has this Bad Bunny, J Balvin feature. She has Chance the Rapper. She has Migos. She has everyone on this album. And I want to see her do something with the UK artist. Woo. Like who? This is my question. And... I was immediately thought of somebody that's a little bit more low-key than her. So somebody who has a slower flow, maybe somebody like Stormzy who can kind of handle that slower. What about Alika? Ooh! The singer on that click song, Wavy. That would be so good. We need to suggest that. That'd be cool. Oh, man. Alika's one of our favorite artists because she also talks with us on twitter (laughs) (laughs) oh that's so good i like that or maybe steflon don tanner doesn't like steflon don as much on uh just on that halsey song the new halsey song yeah yeah. but just saying this is making my collaboration sparks fly right now let's talk about some other samples that are not songs but are instrumental samples we have two that stuck out to me were trumpet and piano 
So trumpets in this song um, are usually distorted all kinds of ways, which is really cool. They kind of float in and out, but are also very aggressive and traditional sounding. So I like the way that they crop up at various points in the music. And also the acoustic piano sounds. And that adds to this song a kind of authenticity to maybe the roots that I was talking about, the Trinidadian and Dominican roots, maybe more Dominican in this case. And what instantly came to mind was a song we talked about last year, Camila Cabello's Havana. So obviously by the name of the song, she's trying to evoke her Cuban roots. And I thought I'd just play a little because it's so prominent in the song that I'll let you listen with your ears. A little bit of acoustic piano can go a long way, I think, in terms of evoking these kinds of geographical sounds, I would say. Geographically specific sounds. The last thing I want to talk about on this is flow. On a recent New York Times podcast, we're both huge fans of John Caramonica. Him and his friends talked about Cardi B's training, her practice, and her transformation into the rapper she is now. Last week, I played a clip of Boom Boom. That was kind of her first thing on the scene. It was really just her Barbie voice, her girly kind of higher... uh, I, I keep thinking volume, but higher like sounding voice, higher voice. And it really didn't vary too much. She just kind of stuck in and dug her heels in and just kind of went. So on this album in particular, she has this really, I think, great attention to her technical rapping skills. She's varying her flows. She's really chewing and working her way around some words. And I couldn't think of a better way to describe what I'm hearing as she really chews and spits out some words. And it's It's really evocative of how Nicki Minaj approaches maybe her alter egos of this one voice that's really dominating and lower, growly, and then her, and Nicki said this, like the Barbie voice, you know what I mean? So I admire what Cardi's trying to do here. And just that, like, I don't know if I could train to become a rapper, you know? And Cardi just seems to have this like raw talent that somebody, and John Caramonica talked a little bit about this, highly recommend listening to that podcast, but he talked a little bit about how she has this like ghostwriter friend who's also training her in the like technicalities of rap and all this stuff. And she's a great student and she's been learning a lot, but like, man, could you imagine just like me and Tanner, (laughs) like, okay, today we're going to practice our... Uh, our triplet flow. Let's go, <laughs> Because you brought that up, I'm going to bring up that cupcake song again because I'm not exaggerating when I say in the shower this morning I was attempting to rap the chorus of this. I'm just going to play a little bit of that chorus. Because my attitude. 
water too nasty like mayo Tropical, tropical, tropical I am sicker than most of these hospitals I am cold with a stick like a popsicle Try to clown me, I'm a Ronald McDonald, you yeah Tropical, tropical, tropical I am sicker than most of these hospitals I am cold with a stick like a popsicle Try to clown me, I'm a Ronald McDonald Oh my god, so that line about the eyebrows So I don't think Caitlin has ever heard that uh, I've never heard it So I bring that up for obvious reasons You have the similar sort of trumpet uh, and accompaniment uh, in the sample going on I couldn't find anything about uh what song that was sampling but uh it's hard to rap that yeah as i learned this morning in the shower oh my gosh just a few more practices you'll be fine i'm sure uh i'm gonna give you guys a piece of cardi trivia right now to end with and then we'll go into our pick of the week cardi b made history with the most simultaneous tracks of any female artist on the billboard top 100 this week or last week depending on how you're looking at it after her album Invasion of Privacy debuted. That means she dethroned Beyonce. Yes, everyone, Beyonce, who had 12 simultaneous tracks in the Billboard Top 100. Not as many on the UK side. I know that's my turf, and I'm stepping a little bit on Tanner's. Sorry, Tanner. No, you're good. But it's impressive nonetheless. When that comes up in trivia for pop culture, everyone, think of me. You are very, very welcome and with that, Tanner, would you like to introduce our pick of the week? I sure would. So I tried to lobby for nice for what. I tried to help all you Drake fans out there. But nah. we reached a good consensus with a track that uh, we are both quite enthusiastic about. Nicki Minaj's Chun Lee. Uh, so Nicki Minaj has been in kind of an interesting spot in terms of her musical output over the past couple of years. Uh, the Pink Print, her most recent studio album, came out a couple of years ago. And she's released a couple non-album singles. Uh, there was no frauds. Oh, I, I think don't that even was last that. year. Yeah, yeah, like like some of them did decently. Um, none of them none of them broke top ten. Um, there were a couple top twenty, and then there were some that just kind of hung out in like the the seventy to eighty range. Okay. Um, but you know her profile has been raised a little bit with a couple features. She was on um, that Yogati track, uh, Rake It Up. Oh. She was on Motorsport, of course, which we talked about uh, a while ago, and those tracks in some way feel like a kind of feel like they kind of paved the way for Nicki Minaj to make her grand re-entrance to the charts. Shall we listen? Yes, please. Hey, yo. Look like I'm going for a swim. Dunked on, I'm now swinging off the rim. Bitch ain't coming off the bench. While I'm coming off the court fully drenched. Here goes some hater rain, get your thirst quenched. Style doing him in this bird very trench. These birds copy every word, every inch. But gang gang got the hammer and the wrench. I pull up in that quarter milli off the lot. Oh, now she trying to be friends like I forgot. Show off my diamonds like I'm signed by the rock. Ain't pushing out his baby's telly by the rock. Hey, yo, I been on. You been con. Bentley tin song. Fendi Prince song. I mean, I been song. Ominous, that saxophone I'm obsessed with. Oh, man. It's it's sort of a running uh, sad, but sort of a running gag that there's only room for one female rapper at a time mm. in the music industry. And I suggest, well, I mean, even independent of that song, A, I suggest that's dumb, and B, I suggest that the presence of fantastic tracks from both Cardi B and Nicki Minaj in the Hot 100 at the same time 
proves that now more than ever, that's dumb. Yeah. Caitlin, any thoughts? So many thoughts. This song makes me think a lot about release decisions in the record industry and how it just so happened that these two bomb singles from Nicki Minaj came out pretty much the exact same time Cardi B's album dropped. This makes me think that exactly what you said, Tanner, it's dumb having the one female rapper thing or female artist thing per genre, I'll say as a dominant kind of trope that we've been seeing over and over and over again. And I have a problem with this because it's definitely working for them. It's totally working. Like we all have our one our one girl and we're releasing them on the same day and they're basically like competing against each other and there's no need for that. No. And that it's upsetting to me. And that's not necessarily where I was going to go with this. But I just got heated when you said that. Like, man, are you kidding me? We can't just enjoy everything. It has to be a competition. But anyway, the beautiful sounds of Chun-Li, I hope, will continue over the summer. At least on my playlist, they oh, will. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you, you talked about Cardi B's versatility. And Nicki Minaj is such an, a great example of that. And you, you drew that comparison. And this track is such a good example of that. You've got the lower kind of uh, menacing, I keep using that word, Yeah. timbres, and then the parts. Even that, the King know. Kong parts. Yep. Perfect back-to-back examples. Yep. Like, ain't you King Kong? And you King Kong. Like that kind of thing we're yep. talking about. Yep. Oh, it's so fantastic. Cardi B and Nicki Minaj are going to be right next to each other on my playlist, and I will play them all throughout the summer. Can't wait. Love them both. Love them both so, so much. And we also love you, dear listeners, for listening to Chart Chat, your weekly dose of haterade. If you'd like to listen to all of this past week's chart debuts, you can find YouTube and Spotify playlists in the show notes. And if you have any questions, feedback, or corrections, you can get in touch with us via email at chartchatcast at gmail.com. Also, if you're interested in following us on social media, you can find us on Twitter at chartchat and on Instagram at chartchat. Please rate and review us. Please, please, please. We'd love to see what you think. Critical thoughts about our show. We love it all. We just eat it up. And we would like to produce the best podcast of all time. Chart Chat's intro theme was written by Peter Kelly and our cover art made by Billy Phillips, both from Coronation Media. Coronation Media is a creative studio specializing in video production, animation, and graphic design. To learn what they can do for your company or organization, visit www.coronationmedia.com. Chart Chat is also a member of the Teej.fm network from WTJU. To learn more, visit Teej.fm. That's T-E-E-J dot F-M. Thanks again for listening to Chart Chat. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Tanner. And we'll catch you next week. They need rappers like me. They need rappers like me. So they can get on their fucking keyboards and make me the bad guy, Chung Lee. Hey, yo, I've been on. You've been con. Bentley Tinson. Fendi Prince on. I mean, I've been storm. X-Men been fun.